Come on in. Quick, close the door, Mike. You're letting the flies out. All right, don't start that again. Hey, look, we've been back operating almost two months now. Yeah, and your sign should say, sorry, we're back open. Stop. Come on. So what you think about the new paint job and the repaved parking lot? I think you could put lipstick on a pig, but it's still a... All right, enough is enough. The TikTok Cafe open 24-7 at the intersection of Causeway and I-10 in Metairie. Trust is what Burkhardt Air Conditioning and Heating is all about. Take it from me, Eric Asher. If you have any problems with your heating system, you can trust Burkhardt to be there right away and get you back up and running. And if you know you need to replace that heating system this year, you can trust Burkhardt to treat you with respect and get the job done right. And you can always trust Burkhardt to give you a fair price. For heating this year, trust Burkhardt. Visit acpromise.com. That's acpromise.com. And tell them Eric sent you. and welcome to another edition of Inside New Orleans. Eric Asher with you until 6. We take you live and direct to Saints camp with Sean Payton's press conference in progress. You've done something and you can't wait to show your friend, like, what do you see this movie? And you really want to watch it again almost more than they want to watch it for the first time or experience, like, where do you try this dish? And you're like, I don't want to try that. You're like, no, I'll eat it with you. <laughs> that is, is the Super Bowl. And so that's one of the things that you look forward to doing is watching others' reactions. Like, when you see pregame warm-up, you're not going to feel your feet. And you're like, what? Um, yeah, that's, those are the things you, you – I mean, Mike Westhoff, who's been in the league for however many years, this is going to be his first chance. That's, that's what you – what you want for the players, the coaches, and everyone new in the building that, that wasn't around for that. It's, it, it's the journey part of it is the most amazing part. So I haven't seen the schedule yet, so I don't know if it's week one at home or on the road. Um, now, I, I think that'll be, yeah, it'll be, it'll be different. It was different. Look, it was different in 2012 for sure. It was different for one game this year against Tampa, but that ended up being pretty good. And I think it'll be different. It'll be, um, yeah. I don't know that that impacted today, Mike. It's a great question. You know, would this day be more difficult to 
step away had you not won a Super Bowl yet. But the, the problem is, like, one's not enough. It's not enough. And championship games and, you know, I called Mike Tomlin during the season. Mike Tomlin in week five became the fourth fastest coach to win his 150th game in the history of the NFL. Like, and I knew like he was three weeks ahead of me and it was bugging me. And he did it after 232 games and like four weeks later, we do it. And I call him and I said, look, I got to the gas station and they told me you were already here. And it drove me crazy. So there are all these things that are competitively in you that you want to excel at. And that's why I get back to, and I say this with, with all due respect, and I mean that, when we got here, who's doing this better than anyone? And if you weren't studying New England, then you weren't paying attention. So anytime Bill would say or ask, would you like to practice? Yes. And then when you were practicing, you were kind of like, can we come in? Like, what do you mean? Can I, can I look at your locker room? Can we look at your weight room? Can we, we want to learn. And I always, I find it, look, I understand it's their job, but the whole discussion of was it the chicken or the egg, Bill or Tom, Tom or Bill? Are you kidding me? <laughs> like, all right, the Hall of Fame is pretty special, and it's got a, like a tremendous legacy of players and coaches and people that have been involved in the game. And so now picture this for a second, Jeff. you got to pick a starting lineup out of the hall and a head coach. And once their legacy is finalized, the head coach is Bill and the quarterback is Brady. And we can argue about every other position. I have opinions on who the receivers are. I have opinions on who the tackles are, who the defensive backs are. I don't, there's no argument relative to, might be a backup cue, might be the assistant head coach that'll help with defense. And, but that, that was the team and that was, that was the crash course. How are they, and you know what? Culture, smart players, selflessness, team, all those things. And obviously a fantastic surrounding cast and a great quarterback, like we were able to acquire here with Drew. I listen, I'm telling you, I, I <laughs> it's like someone said, hey, this is where you're going to be at after 48 minutes. I'd be like, I'll take it because um, I worry about stumbling when I talk with Mickey or about Mickey. I worried about stumbling when I talk about Drew Brees, stumbling, meaning having to drink this water and I'm just bringing up 
two examples, but like what personally those two people have meant to my career, it's, um, you can't put a price on it. So I don't know that I feel comfortable, but I began to feel more comfortable, I think, after I gave Mrs. Benson the Ted Lasso biscuit. Hard. You know how you have something you have to do, and it's like you're just you're not procrastinating it because, quite honestly, it's a little embarrassing in that we're right in the middle of the playoffs, and you don't want to be like you, you. We just had a great weekend of football like unbelievable, and we're getting ready to have another great weekend with the championship games, and so you don't want to be a, a distraction to that, honestly. And and so it's kind of like that y you want it to hurry up and you want to do it. Um, yeah, you want to do it. And, and, and then it's like, all right, how do I, how do you do a, a good job of it? And how do you thank everybody? Like, who am I missing today? I'm sure I'm missing someone, and I apologize. But as a player here, as a coach here, as someone that was a part of our organization, like, it's the building. That's what I'm most proud of. And that's what I'm grateful for. Well, that went back to the irrational behavior with Ambien. <laughs> I, I slept okay. Sean, you, you were talking about you know, the unknown and how you're okay with that, but your identity has been coaching for so long. Were there points in this whole process that you were scared to say? Well, here's what happens sometimes, Catherine. The, the game ends. Like, all right, Connor and Megan, Connor was maybe nine when we won a Super Bowl, Megan 13. I'm, I'm just guessing ages, right? But I have pictures of them on the podium, you know, Connor blowing a bubble and Megan with a broken forearm from cheerleading. And man, life is good to be the child of a coach who's just won the Super Bowl. And then there are these other games where it's been a tough loss they see you afterwards. They're, they're not tearful, but they're emotional. And they're like, how are you? And I'm like, I'm all right. Like, it's what I do, but it's not who I am. And now they're at an age where they understand that. You know, um, my daughter, after seeing this over, you know, the period of her young life, decided I'm gonna, I'm gonna cover coaches. <laughs> and 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 be a reporter on coaches and my son who wants to become in the front office someday scout and be a gm someday said i'd rather hire and fire the coaches <laughs> that's what i'd rather do and and he's awfully smart and so um yeah
I think there's two or three cities. So, um, Larry asked a question, like, all right, head coaching advice. You have to be yourself. The best advice I ever got, and it was in a book, my head coach in high school, this gets back to being touched by the right people and you don't even know what's happening. But you know, as a parent, the greatest gift you can ever receive is when someone, uh, teacher, music teacher, professor, anyone of influence loves your child for a short period of time, every bit as you love them. That's like, that's pretty powerful. Like when, when someone makes an impact with your child, that they, that's, and my high school coach did, and it, it wasn't always perfect, but he had in the cover of his book, just be fair, it's much easier to be fair than trying to appear to be fair. You know how much trouble like you get into when you're trying to appear something then, and so that, that was pretty, that was pretty good. Um, relative to the fan base, just sink it in and take it in and, and um, it's a great football fan base. There, there might be two or three others in the world like it, similar to it. And man, how fortunate, like for me at a young age to, to happen on a head coaching position with it. 05 season, 06, like right after, and look, some things, like we got off to a decent start in 06, tough game at Cleveland. I can remember it like it was yesterday. I can remember the song playing on the field pregame, and it was a country song about Sundays or something. I can remember Green Bay is when the first time I thought Drew's arm's gonna be okay, and I kept yelling at Pete before then, like, is this it? And Drew knows this story. It's like, because I didn't have, Pete had the reference as to what it was when it was fully recovered. But he made a pass to Colston on a pylon for a touchdown. We came back, we were down 13, we won that game. Atlanta week three, and then all of a sudden, like anything else, you guys have heard me say this, confidence like can develop, but it's from demonstrated behavior. And, and that's what you're watching right now when you watch San Francisco play. Like, it, it's evolving. And they're the team that Tampa was a year ago. And that's powerful in sport. Sean, the key just to maintaining the relationship with Sean, with guys like Yeah. That's an easy question. I think anytime you're discussing relationships, it's it's the willingness that both party both parties have in making sure it's strong. And I think relative to Drew being the quarterback for that long, or Mickey and I, or Pete, or any coach, it, it's the common goal of like, number one, we like each other, but also we, we each wanna, we're each pushing for the same success. And so those like-minded goals are, are positive. And I think they help that. 
Mickey, Gail, and Dennis. <laughs> That's it. I mean, because I didn't talk with anyone. Like, you know, Mickey, then down the hall to Gail, and then down the hall to Dennis in that order. And then Dennis again and Mickey and Gail. <laughs> No, I, 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 look, I, I spent a week confirming what I believed, and that was smart. But I wouldn't say, man, we finished the Atlanta game, beating Atlanta, and, 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 and in the locker room watching the end of that game and overtime, that it was like, well, this is it. Like, I, I wasn't saving programs. Or it, yeah, it, I think it was something a little bit more. I thought it could be it. it, it this this might be it, and and if this is it, and you beat Atlanta one more time, that's pretty cool. How did the organizers look to you and Brian Oh, um. I don't know that you have to organize your thoughts arriving at the decision is, 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 is more or more than just give, give thought to, all right, why? Like, in other words, how do you, how do you see this next year unfolding? Um, There's like a lot of things. You, you put a list together, things that you want to do, like simple things, and then a list of more complex things, and then a list of like what you'd like to do. And you weigh it against, I mean, and, and this is important, I think, because they've been mixed. I've got three more years under contract here. So I've just completed year two of a five-year deal, and. And it certainly wasn't about compensation, money, or any of that. Uh, you know, because of that, I'm able to make a decision, you know, where there's uncertainty, and yet, you know, it's a decision you couldn't make when you were younger because you had to work. Um, that's all. How much, well, we, I think, when you win, this is always funny. I always like argue with the marketing people. I think you got to win, but you can market, and marketing's extremely important. But man, um, the view never changes when you're on top. And in that, that part, the importance of having success, and that's how we're measured in a highly competitive field, that's it's extremely important. And, you know, you work three years for a Hall of Fame coach like Parcells, man, you learn so much, you know, you learn so much and prior to that, you work for the New York Giant organization, go to a Super Bowl, playoffs, you learn a lot. 
um, the Mara family, Tish family, all those people that were instrumental in my early growth, um, Philadelphia, the Lurie family, and my first job, you know, getting hired by Gruden and Ray Rhodes and those guys. And here's the staff, you ready? 97, 98, John Harbaugh, myself, David Shaw, Gruden, Juan Castillo, line coach, Vitt, coach forever, Emmett Thomas, Hall of Fame player, great coach, Mike Turgovac. Um, I'm going to keep going. Bill Callahan, former head coach. Like, there were all of us just working and and to later then see the success that and to be just a small like when I say man get coffee cut up tape but be able to be a part of stuff like that it's not till later that you were like man I was fortunate I was fortunate Anything that in regards to? Yeah. All right. What do you miss? The Thanksgivings are always good. Those are we play on Thanksgiving. It's not difficult. Christmas is hard, and I don't. I don't know. Outside of that. I thought Jazz Fest was like late summer. Oh, so yeah, Jazz Fest is not impossible. We haven't had it in a while, right? Um, the biggest thing is is the stuff you miss with your families and your children. And, you know, they're older now, but they open up a gift and I'm like, do you like it? And you're like, yeah, but I know mom bought it, you know. <laughs> I mean, it's hard. Some of those things are hard, but um, but I think that's the case with any job. There's, there's certain pros and certain cons, you know, and, and so whether it's a night job, whether it's a day job, whether it's weekends, um, you're, whether you're in the military, um, yeah. But I'm sure there'll be things. I haven't gone to a tailgate ever And I go buy one like every day on the way to the Superdome with the way I come in under the duct. I see him and I'm like, they're having more fun than me right now. I'd make a left and a right and go through the stadium parking, head in. And then it's always tough getting out, you know, leaving. But those people are, aren't worried about third down. Jenny's, it will still be possible. I promise the tradition. Um, what's the best way to say it for the near and coming future? <laughs> so we do a thing here. I say we, we, Jenny's ice cream has been great. And you know, you, you know, how Christmas gifts after a while, the turkeys, the hams, whatever it is. But I think that's one like little tradition. I was late this year. I'm sorry. Um, and I guarantee you, I didn't probably hit everyone. I always like, you know, make sure Greg, Doug, we check this list. Is there anyone we're missing? And 
but for the, the challenge this year, scheduling-wise, was was unique anyway. Uh, so that'll that'll be uh, ongoing. Yeah, so how, how have things changed facility-wise? This, this indoor was a great facility for us. Um, we've changed how it looks. You know, we're fortunate right down the road to have crystal clear imaging, and you can pretty much take a picture and within, you know, two days blow it up and have it here. The banners, um, those have changed. There's a lot more of them. Um, weight rooms completely different. Meeting rooms. Um, the interior design. When I was suspended, um, there, was a, there was a remodel of the building, and Mrs. B was real smart to take advantage of that. And so I had like an old deer head, and I never hunted before, and an alligator. I had all these things that sat in the office of like a, a stereotypical coach that you remember on TV. And when I came back, the building had been remodeled, and there was like an oriental carpet that's still in there. Pictures were like to the T. And I appreciate that. And so, so much has changed, and every year it's changing. We always feel like, or felt like, we wanted the players to come back to um, uh, a look that was necessary, but also different. You know, a new training room, which is, was remarkable, a big deal. Um, the locker room, um, cafeteria here in the future, um, the meeting rooms that are getting redone now, it's, it's, it's always, um, improving, moving forward, not necessarily for recruiting, but really more so for functionality and uh, and and being, you know, do we need it? All right, and then what is it we need? And then let's do it. And back to Dennis, Mrs. B, Mickey, and ev everyone that's a part of that. Um, and it's important that it starts with, do we need it? How's it going to benefit us? Good. The Saints head coach, Sean Payton, on his, um, I don't want to call it retirement, <laughs> uh, stepping down as Saints head coach after 16 years, uh, media press conference that went on for an hour and a half. Uh, as this ends, hugging Mrs. Benson. Uh, of course, the cameras around um, Sean Payton and um, Mrs. Benson. Dennis Lauscher. Now he's going out to greet uh, members of the media. Uh, and uh, just a very, very sad day here in New Orleans. Now we're going to take a quick break. We come back. We'll talk a little bit about what's going on with Sean Payton. The phone lines will be open throughout the entire show at 504-260-1061. I'm Eric Asher. You're listening to Inside New Orleans. Inside New Orleans, if it's New Orleans sports, culture, food. Inside New Orleans with Eric Asher is talking about it. Weekdays at 4 on 1061 Nash Icon and available online anytime at NashFM1061.com. This report is sponsored by Staples Stores. Staples helps your business grow with custom printed sales and marketing materials. Now get 25% off custom printed labels, postcards, flyers, brochures, and more when you spend $60 or more. In-store only offer ends 129. See staples.com slash print for details. Staples, the working and learning store. 
Delays remain solid if you're traveling along the eastbound side of the West Bank Expressway from Stumpf Boulevard to the O'Keefe Howard Avenue exit. Also look out for delays that remain heavy if you're traveling along the southbound side of the 310 from St. Rose to just before the Donaldsonville exit. In 10 eastbound, your delays are solid from just past Elysian Fields to the high rise. And look out for accidents, Convention Center Boulevard at St. Joseph, also Louisa at Chef, Porches at South Claiborne, St. Anne at North Broad, and State Street at South Robertson. I'm at Robinson Broadcasting from the Attorney Mike Brandner Traffic Center. On the East Bank and West Bank, from the lake to the Gulf, the men and women of the Jefferson Parish Sheriff's Office keep our parish safe. Some are on the beat, others behind the scenes ensuring the safety of our community. JPSO is now looking for correctional officers and 911 dispatchers. Your community's calling. Answer the call. Visit JPSOjobs.com for the complete benefits package and salary. Bienvenue on Hickory. 467 Hickory Avenue, open seven days a week, offering a creative menu of all your New Orleans favorites. Fresh Louisiana seafood, great sandwiches, soups, salads, daily specials, and a Sunday brunch. Contemporary Creole cuisine, great southern dishes. Check out our menu online at bienvenueharahan.com. Dine indoors or outdoors? Place your order or inquire about catering at 504-305-4792. That's Bienvenue on Hickory, 467 Hickory Avenue in Harahan. Sportspeed is the place to watch your favorite team. Come check out all the games, including the NBA, college basketball, and baseball on 20 TVs. Open seven days, 11 a.m. to 2 a.m. Happy hour, 11 a.m. to 6 p.m. Great menu featuring two, count them, two steak nights. Wednesday night, 6 p.m. till $10 choice filets. Friday night, 6 p.m. till $10 choice ribeyes. Private room available. Sportspeed is located at 3330 Ridge Lake at 16th Street behind Wendy's on Causeway. Sportspeed Pub and Cafe, home of fantastic cocktails, large beer selection, delicious food, friendly staff, and all the sports you can have. Handled. If you ever have any problems with your air conditioner heating system, you want someone who will be there to help right away. Take it from me, Eric Asher. When it comes to repair, there's no one I trust more than my friends at Burkhardt Air Conditioning and Heating. Burkhardt provides emergency repairs for any brand of cooling and heating system, and you can call them anytime. The team has years of experience, and they know how to get you up and running fast. So when you need help with your AC or heating system, you want someone who will be there right away. Visit Burkhardt at acpromise.com, acpromise.com, and tell them Eric sent you. Ray Stovall Plumbing, 504-373-5733. Locally owned and operated, fully licensed and insured, Ray Stovall Plumbing is a full-service plumbing company that can handle all of your plumbing needs, including gas testing and permitting, as well as video inspections. We always have a master plumber in the field, and all employees are drug tested and background checked. Serving the South Shore and North Shore with service on Saturdays, that's Ray Stovall Plumbing, 504-373-5733. 504-373-5733. Tackle your worst cold and flu symptoms with Max Strength NyQuil Severe. The nighttime sniffling, sneezing, coughing, sore throat, stuffy head, aching fever, best sleep with a cold, medicine. Use as directed. Find it in the cold and flu aisle at a Walmart near you. Welcome back to Inside New Orleans. Eric Asher with you until 6 o'clock. 
back uh, on a very, very tough day here in New Orleans. This this may be one of the toughest days, not just in the history of the New Orleans Saints, but in the history of the city and maybe the state. Um, this was definitely not what I was expecting to talk about this week. I can tell you right now. <laughs> um, but the Sean Payton era is over in New Orleans. Uh, again, he has announced his uh, he is stepping down, his retirement. Um, to say I'm shocked is an understatement, okay? Um, but I will say this. The situation to me became much clearer last night. You know, I do a lot of research at night, uh, getting ready for, to, for the programs, you know, either the next day or, again, in following days. And I came upon a transcript uh, from, uh, from Dallas Radio in which Jay Glazer of Fox Sports uh, did an interview yesterday. And he explained uh, that he could have went with the story that Ian Rappaport went with, that, again, that, um, that Peyton had not committed to the 2022 season here in New Orleans. And because Sean kept changing his mind every two minutes. And when, when I read that, I was like, that, I kind of went back, sat, sat back in my chair and went, well, this is it. it it's over. Because as an NFL head coach, like, again, the CEO of a corporation or the head of a business, you can't be halfway in. A great athlete cannot be halfway in. You're either in or you're out. And if you're contemplating retirement, in a lot of cases, again, you are retired or retiring. That doesn't really come into focus unless, again, you are, you're done, you're finished. Was he downplayed today? Burnout. And that's been the word that's been bantered about. Burnout is real. It's, it's a real thing. We see it in every walk of life, okay? You know, you can be burned out uh, in, in your job, in, in just, you know, in your life, which, what's going on in your life. It's real, okay? It's real. And if this is the reason why he is walking away, and again, yes, he's talked about other challenges that he wants to take on. But burnout is a real thing in, 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 that we deal with every day. And I said it yesterday, and I think he kind of said it a little bit in today's press conference. I think there was a little bit of a of a precursor to, to this season of, even though he says he, never, he didn't think that it was going to be the end. But I mentioned it yesterday, calling off OTAs. The greatest player in franchise history retires is your quarterback, is the leader of your team. And you got to go with a new quarterback. You're in a situation where the salary cap, along with, again, the COVID losses within the NFL, has put you in a position where you've had to purge your team. So many great players gone. Players that were starters, the star- players that were backups that could start elsewhere. And then you're in a situation where you don't have OTAs. I mean, this, that's just not Sean Payton. Payton, again, just always trying to push the envelope in terms of, again, being ready, covering every base. And he felt comfortable enough to be able to take off. Now, I could see the year before where you had your team pretty much intact. It was COVID, etc. But this was a year where you needed your OTAs, and you didn't have them. And I mentioned it back then that it was very, very strange. The Michael Thomas situation. There's no way a focused Sean Payton is not, again, pushing, prodding, calling, doing whatever he has to do to make sure that Michael Thomas has surgery in the offseason and only, again, to be able to find out that the surgery didn't happen when he walks into minicamp. 
I don't think it was a distracted Sean Payton, but maybe it was a Sean Payton that, again, that needed a break. Especially after the stresses of COVID-19. On top of, again, losing Drew Brees, which I think a lot of us, maybe in, 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 a, in a prior conversation with friends or family or other fans, have said that, you know, Brees and, and, and Payton are going to go off into the sunset together. They're going to walk away. Hopefully it's winning a Super Bowl together and they walk away together. Well, all of a sudden, Peyton finds himself in a position where there is no Drew Brees. There is no, again, confidant to bounce things off of, to deal with the offense every single week. Again, walking into the facility and Brees is already there. That, that was a void for Sean Peyton. And how did he deal with that? The uncertainty of, again, you know, trying to go through the motions of, of, of getting another quarterback ready and who's that quarterback going to be and the competition between Winston and Taysom and, you know, everything that transpired up until then. And, you know, was he trusting Winston? Does he really want Taysom to be the quarterback? I mean, all these things that went on. And, again, on top of, again, putting together a roster after, again, it had to be purged because of salary cap considerations. Then throw in Hurricane Ida. Almost made up for the OTAs in a bit because, again, he was able to sequester his team for a month in Dallas. And what we heard was that, again, a lot of those players were getting tired of being in Dallas. They lived in New Orleans, most of them. They had to get back to their homes. They had problems like we did, like we do right now, dealing with, again, the aftermath of the storm and the damage that was left behind. On top of, again, having to play a season. But yet every, everything that we heard from coming out of, out of Saints camp was Peyton relished it. He liked to have the control of keeping his team away from it and have them only concentrating on football. And look, they started off great. I mean, you kicked the crap out of Green Bay in Jacksonville, which is supposed to be a home game. You know, what they did in terms of, again, the mastermind behind the scenes to be able to put the game in Jacksonville. You know, so the Packer fans would have to have a tough trip to be able to get to Jacksonville to be able to cheer their team on for a home game that's supposed to be the Saints, when you know that most Saints fans, unless they are displaced, unless they have evacuated for the hurricane, don't have the money to go to Jacksonville to see the Saints play. So this season was tough to begin with. And then you didn't have Drew Brees here. Well, again, for lack of a better term, was... Not just a confidant, but a brother in arms. Something that kind of weighed on him. But through all that adversity, we can go down through, the again, the 16 years that Sean Payton was here in New Orleans. This was, to me, his best coaching job ever. I mean, you could talk about 2006, and he reflected on it, right? But my gosh, he went 9-8. and eight. The NFL screwed them on the Miami Dolphin game. And everything they had to deal with from COVID to injuries, starting quarterback going down, four different quarterbacks, 57 to 58 starters, new starters, the turnover, everything that went on, difficult, difficult challenge. And I thought, again, he was incredible through it all. I think in a lot of cases he willed his team to win. They were within a heartbeat of the playoffs. But it's truly a sad day here in New Orleans. It really is. I mean, again, you know, 
It's tough. I didn't think we'd see this any time soon. I thought, we, again, there'd be at least another four or five years with Sean Payton. That, again, the quest for another Super Bowl in New Orleans was, was enough to keep him motivated to be able to continue to want to be here. Now, the frustrating thing i got to tell you right now, just again from history, feels a lot like Nick Saban leaving LSU. It just does. You know, he mentioned TV, and he mentioned he'd like to try it, and he thinks he's going to be pretty good at it. But yet he said, look, and, and look, agents do this, okay? He had to call his agent to find out what's going on here. Agents are the ones that are, that are conversing uh, with, with, again, the, the networks, et cetera. Not, it's not Sean Payton at that point. But obviously, again, Payton has an interest in it. But he's coming back to coach. I don't think there's any doubt we're going to see Sean Payton on the sideline in another uniform. And that's, that, that hurts. i got to be honest with you. It hasn't happened yet, and it already hurts. Because we saw what happened with Nick Saban at LSU. We saw Nick Saban resurrect the LSU program and then leave for Miami, come back, and go to Alabama, the rival of LSU, and resurrect that once great program into what it is today, the greatest football program in the history of college football. I always said, I'm not angry at Nick Saban. LSU had a coach when Nick Saban went wanted to come back. In hindsight, a lot of people would say, fire less smiles, brings Nick Saban back. And maybe the Saints might be in that position down the line here if Sean Payton decides to be able to come back to, to coach. But who knows at that point? But it's a sad day. I mean, last season it was Breeze walking away. And again, the trauma that that, that had with on the, within the fan base. Realizing, Breeze realizing that he couldn't do it anymore. Not that he wanted to walk away from football. He just couldn't make the throws anymore. That's tough. That's tough for a professional athlete to really come to grips with and to walk away. But now, a season later, Sean Payton, the two individuals most responsible for the, for the greatest run in Saints history? Wow. I mean, that's a, that is a one-two gut punch. Especially with everything else we've been dealing with. Come on, it's been no picnic the last two years with COVID. Again, our city's on the brink here, okay? Out of control crime. Still, again, un- unknown if we have the leaders in place that can turn this thing around for the city. Our economy is teetering on, on the brink here because, again, we are a tourist destination. So many people have lost loved ones to COVID-19. We're still dealing with, again, a, you know, another variant, and who knows, again, what's going to happen next. But one constant has been when they kick it off in September, the Saints are going to vie for a championship. They're going to be winners, and that wasn't something we could say until 2006. See, a lot of us are still, that are, are still old enough to know we went through the trials and tribulations of, again, 12 head coaches before him being the 13th. And, and again, the, the, the losing, the bagheads, some type of respectability when Jim Moore took over. But, again, Jim Moore walks away burned out, if you remember, in the middle of the season. Yes, Hassel had some success, but no one has had the success of Sean Payton. 
and putting the organization together that was to have sustainable success. Look, we see it on the other side with the New Orleans Pelicans. What's the one thing Griffin said when he came in? Sustained success means something. Saints have been the heartbeat of our community since 1966. You grew up as a Saints fan here. Of course, there's been a lot of bandwagon jumpers since Peyton has come on because I come from an era where a lot of people, again, could care less about the Saints. Or they said they could care less about the Saints until they started winning. And winning cures everything. And again, between Peyton and Breeze, they brought a winner to New Orleans, a sustained winner. Look, I'm not going to downplay, again, what happened in the aftermath of Katrina. I know he tried to today. But again, the city was on its knees. We needed something to grasp for. And what did you get? We got, a, we got an unknown head coach, uh, one unknown assistant coach, a guy that, again, reputation, eh, you know, again, what, he got the play calling taken away from him in, 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 in New York. He goes to Dallas. Yes, there were talks that, again, that he was going to be a pretty good quarterback coach and he knew the offense, but we didn't do anything. We, you know, when they said Sean Payton was being introduced as, as head coach, I went, who? But little did we know. Him along with, again, bringing in of Drew, the bringing in of Drew Brees changed the fortunes of the New Orleans Saints and the city. That team uplifted an entire city, an entire region. Think back to 2006 and where we were in the aftermath of the largest man-made disaster in the history of this country and what the Saints did for this, for this community, for our city. I said it before, again, you know, Sellouts every every game since then. Yes, a lot of that had to do with the fact that Tom Benson wanted to move the team and the, the people of this city said, this is our team, and we're going to make sure we sell it out every game so, again, you can never take the team away from us. But then the sustained success also kept those season ticket holders in place. Let's not fool ourselves here. People follow winners. Yes, the, the, this team is beloved. Yes, it's part of, again, the heartbeat of the city and part of our culture. They were tough years before Sean Payton showed up at our doorstep. Winning this coach in Saints history, 152 and 89, 9 and 8 in the postseason. I mean, he was an unknown. This franchise was reeling on January the 18th, 2006, when, when he came to New Orleans. And who could have predicted a turnaround that would transpire? NFC Championship in the first season, Hall of Fame quarterback in Breeze, running the most prolific offense in NFL history, turning a losing franchise, most of existence, into winners, a Super Bowl championship in 2009. He, along with Breeze, turned around the expectations of the fan base and turned this city's psyche around. The Saints were, were again, the bottom feeders of, 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 of all the sports. Again, a, a joke, the butt of a joke, the ain'ts. Ain't no more. Peyton and Breeze transformed this team into perennial winners. The entire perception of the team was changed under Peyton and Breeze. And now, this is an elite franchise in the mix for Super Bowls every season, with the exception of the three, seven, and nine seasons where, I've said it before, after the Bounty Gate suspension, I thought Peyton lost focus. But then here comes Jeff Ireland. A few great drafts, the Saints are right back on top. There's heartache today. There's no doubt about it if you're a Saints fan, okay? 
you got a team that ultimately lost its Hall of Fame quarterback last year, and now they lose a coach that is the greatest coach in the history of professional sports or any sport here in Louisiana or in New Orleans. And look, it all had been, been again, all roses, right? Solomon Canyon Road, the, the Saints have underachieved. They've only won one Super Bowl. If we're going to be honest about this, playoff losses to Seattle, San Francisco, the Minneapolis Miracle, robbed by the NFL with the Nola no call and that push off of the end zone against the Vikings. Some, the team with Peyton and Breeze should have been to more Super Bowls, should have won more championships. There's no doubt about it. But they won a lot of games. And they won a lot of games for a fan base that was starved for a winner. The truth is, Peyton Breeze era is the greatest era in franchise series in history. But yes, there is a little bit of an asterisk there because of only winning one Super Bowl. There's no doubt about that. That's being honest. But what's scary is now, much like when Breeze was behind center, we got used to winning. We never were out of a game. We always felt there was a chance. With Peyton on the sideline, you always knew there was going to be a competitive team that was going to be put on the field year in, year out. That culture was going to, again, was, was going to take them to heights that maybe, again, in some cases, they overachieved. Can you hold on to that? Is it possible to hold on to that without Peyton on the sideline? Without Breeze under center? I don't think we know that. I don't think we know that yet. Is Dennis Allen the next head coach? Well, look, the, the Saints have to open up again the, the, the coaching search to everyone. They can ultimately name Dennis Allen, but everybody's got to be got to be uh, interviewed. Can you hold on to Jeff Ireland? But you've lost a again a strong figure in that in, in that building. Everything revolved around Sean Payton, and he's gone now. So another era uh, begins, and we don't know what that era is. That's scary. Thankful for the memories, wishing it could have lasted a little bit longer. But no matter how you slice it today, this is the toughest day in Saints history and one of the toughest days in the city of New Orleans as we say goodbye to the greatest coach in Saints history, Sean Payton. We'll be right back. Hi, Eric Ashwood, celebrity chef Scott Craig of Katie. Scott, you have to be excited about Katie's expanded second floor seating and private dining rooms. Yeah, but how about my vast local sports knowledge? You know sports, but shouldn't we be talking about your award-winning Sunday brunch? I'd rather talk about the Saints and the Pels. How about your award-winning pizza or daily specials? How about them Saints? I admit you have a great take on local sports, but what about Katie's award-winning menu? Okay, folks, I invite you to dine at Katie's. Eric and I don't have to brag about the food at Katie's. The food speaks for itself. Katie's open seven days a week in the heart of Mid-City at 3701 Opposite. At Southern Tire Auto Works, we do it all. Whether it's a simple oil change, wheel alignment, preventive maintenance, brake repair, installation of a custom exhaust or suspension system. If you need repairs on climate control systems, cooling systems, electronic or electrical systems, we are the experts. At Southern Tire Auto Works, we are truly your one-stop shop for all your automotive needs. Hickory and Airline and Mentory open Monday through Friday from 8 a.m. to 6 p.m. Saturday from 8 a.m. till 3 p.m. Give us a call now at 504-737-1558 to schedule an appointment or go to southerntire.com to check out all the services we provide to our customers. 
Contractors, tired of the runaround when you need an insurance quote? At Dave Mead Insurance, we are an independent insurance agency, so we make it easy to get that quote for your next job. We offer general liability, workman's comp, automobile and property insurance, and we will search over 50 insurance companies to get the right policy at the best price. Call, click, or come in for a quote today at 504-556-0809 or DaveMeadInsAgency.com. Oceana Grill, Bourbon at Conti and the French Quarter. Voted top 10 U.S. restaurant for everyday dining by TripAdvisor. Open seven days a week, home in New Orleans' best breakfast. There's something for everyone on our menu. Serving Cajun Creole dishes that will delight for lunch and dinner. Fantastic cocktails that will amaze. Come dine in our authentic French Quarter courtyard. We have five private rooms that can accommodate from 10 to 120 guests for dining or your next event. Oceana Grill is family friendly, but perfect for an incredible dining experience with friends or that special someone. Order online for delivery at Oceanagrill.com. Oceana Grill is the best time off Bourbon Street. Eric Ash here with my good friend Mike Delahousse at the TikTok Cafe. Mike, I was craving the best breakfast in tech. Thank you, Eric. Yeah, but they were closed, so I'm back here at the TikTok Cafe instead. You know, that's not nice. Come on, man. You know we aim to please. You got to get a better aim, pal. Stop. You know we never close, huh? Well, neither does the morgue, so what's your point? Ah, you're unbelievable. You know, you got to admit, we've got the best prices in town. Gluten-free? I think you're missing the point, bud. The TikTok Cafe in the heart of Metairie at Causeway and I-10 are better known as the intersection of diabetes and high cholesterol. See website for details on our two-month subscription offer. Ladies, lose weight, improve your health, and eat great with Nutrisystem. Get our new premium meals with up to 30 grams of protein. They're big and filling and taste delicious. Plus, try our new restaurant. Restaurant faves that taste like your favorite restaurant, portioned with half the calories. Beef and bean burritos, toasted ravioli, sesame beef and broccoli. Easy to prepare and made in minutes. The secret? Advanced nutritional science that helps keep your blood sugar levels steady and you losing weight. With Nutrisystem, you get your breakfasts, lunches, dinners, and snacks all delivered right to your door. Just go to Nutrisystem.com goals right now and get 50% off. You heard me right. Go to Nutrisystem.com system.com slash goals right now and get 50% off all plans. Don't wait. This special offer will not last long. Just go to Nutrisystem.com slash goals right now and get 50% off. Go to Nutrisystem.com slash goals. Tired of being tired. New ZQuil Pure Z's Restorative Herbal Sleep is a melatonin-free sleep aid made with clinically studied plant-based ingredients to help promote better restorative sleep. Sleep this good? feel this good you've heard the latest news traffic and weather but there's something else you should hear consider getting a covid 19 booster as recommended by the cdc brought to you by biontech and pfizer Welcome back to Inside New Orleans. Eric Asher with you until 6. We're going to open up the phone lines in the second hour, 504-260-1061. Your thoughts on the retirement of, um, of uh, Sean Payton walking away again after um, 16 years as uh, New Orleans Saints head coach. 152-89 and is his record. 9-8 eight, and eight postseason, Super Bowl winner. In uh, 2009, and a whole lot of great memories going off the door with um, Sean Payton as he announces his retirement here today. 
uh, here in New Orleans. Uh, also, again, uh, uh, we'll talk a little bit more about, again, his press conference today, which, again, was was uh, an, an hour and 15 minutes. So, again, a lot, a lot, actually an hour and 30 minutes was what it was. We'll take a quick break. We come back. Again, it's your time to be able to talk a little bit about Sean Payton. I'll continue to give you my thoughts. You're listening to Inside New Orleans on a very, very tough day here in uh, the city of New Orleans. But I guess I'll have to try. It's not easy to say goodbye. Anytime, anywhere. Smartphone tune in radio app. We are 1061 Nash Icon WRKN. Picky cholesterol. Come join us at Old New Orleans Cookery, 205 Bourbon Street. Open late, serving lunch and dinner seven days a week. Have an extraordinary cocktail while enjoying authentic Cajun Creole cuisine in our dining rooms or our beautiful courtyard. Two Bourbon Street balconies with adjoining private rooms to dine in or have your next event. Bring your family or friends for a wonderful dining experience. Old New Orleans Cookery is perfect for date night. Order online for delivery at nolacookery.com. It's always a great time on Bourbon Street at Old New Orleans Cookery. Hi, Eric Ashwood, celebrity chef Scott Craig of Katie. Scott, you have to be excited about Katie's expanded second floor seating and private dining rooms. Yeah, but how about my vast local sports knowledge? You know sports, but shouldn't we be talking about your award-winning Sunday brunch? I'd rather talk about the Saints and the Pels. How about your award-winning pizza or daily specials? How about them Saints? I admit, you have a great take on local sports, but what about Katie's award-winning menu? Okay, folks, I invite you to dine at Katie's. Eric and I don't have to brag about the food at Katie's. The food speaks for itself. Katie's open seven days a week in the heart of Mid-City at 3701 Oppenheim. Party, baby. Are you ready? 
here's our man, Eric Asher. All right, welcome back. Hour number two of Inside New Orleans. Eric Asher with you until 6 o'clock. Privilege of bringing you home each and every weekday afternoon, 4 to 6, right here on 106.1 FM Nash Icon. Thank you for being there. iHeartRadio app, TuneIn Radio app. Uh, great way to take the show with you anywhere. Nash FM 106.1 and Eric Asher on the World Wide Web. Our social media platforms, at Eric underscore Asher on Twitter, Eric Asher on Facebook, Inside New Orleans Show on Instagram. Our podcast is everywhere. You can check us out on the Anchor Podcast. We're on your favorite podcast podcasting platform. Uh, this week on the award-winning Inside New Orleans Sports, uh, our own Ken Trahan of ChristCitySports.com and 106.1 FM is going to be my guest. Thought it would be fitting to have the senior member of, again, the media here in New Orleans uh, to, uh, to be with us this Thursday to uh, reflect on what uh, went has transpired today and, of course, uh, over the last 16 years with Sean Payton and looking forward to the future. So um, Ken will, will join us on the uh, TV show this week, and I'm, I'm thankful that he's making time for us as well. Uh, Jude Young will follow me tonight, so you'll have Ken tomorrow night uh, to get his take on what's going on. And, of course, we know this is the – honestly, this is one of the toughest days, uh, as I mentioned, uh, as we open the program up not just in the history of the New Orleans Saints, but in the history of the city of New Orleans, and, and in some cases the state of Louisiana. You know, Sean Payton, when he came to New Orleans uh, in 06, this was a, th- this state was split, okay? And nothing was more uh, evident of that than, you know, when we evacuated in the aftermath of Katrina, the largest man-made disaster in the history of this country, the failure of the federal, federal levy system here in the metropolitan New Orleans area, and we went to Dorlene, Louisiana, which is in North Louisiana, just outside of Shreveport. And we were there in the Louisiana campground, as a lot of you know, that have been listening to this program uh, for, for many, many years, you know, for, for about three and a half months. You know, the tower went down at uh, the old uh, WTIX 690. Uh, there was no guarantee that I was going to have a job coming back. Uh, we had lost everything like so many people had done. Uh, in terms of, again, our home, everything. Did not know if we, if we were going to have a place to, to come back to. And trying to find that last year of, of Haslett uh, in the aftermath of the storm, uh, a, a game in, in North Louisiana, the Saints game, was, was incredibly difficult. It got to the point where, again, we had to get people in the town to allow, again, a bar to open up that would, that would show us the Saints games. Because ultimately, the, when you looked at North Louisiana, that was Dallas Cowboy country, okay? Peyton transformed that. You know, you go to North Louisiana now, they're playing Saints games on a Sunday, okay? Uh, you go to, uh, across the, the state of Louisiana where, again, there was a line of demarcation at one time where, again, it was part Dallas Cowboy, part, part New Orleans Saints. It, it is a New Orleans Saints state now. And it wasn't always like that. And that came again with, with, with Sean Payton and, and, and Drew Brees and the transformation of the, uh, of, of, of the, the Saints from, again, I don't want to say the losing franchise that it once was because, again, it was once the most losing franchise in the history of sports because there was success during Jim Moore. There was some success during Jim Haslett, but not the type of success that, and again, we saw um, under Sean Payton. 1987, there was a wild card. 1990, a wild card. 1991, NFC West champions. Uh, 
1992 wild card, 1990, uh, 2000 uh, was uh, was NFC West champions. And then came the Peyton here. 2006, NFC South champions. Got to the NFC, NFC championship game. And then, of course, 2017, NFC South champions. 2018, NFC South champions. 2019, NFC South champions. 2020, NFC South champions. World champions in 2009. So there's a transformation that happened with Sean Payton and Drew Brees here in New Orleans. And the scary thing is for Saints fans is watching Breeze walk out the door last year and then now watching Sean Payton walk out the door today. Because you always felt like you had a chance. You know, when they're talking about the, the, the next quarterback, whoever that is going to be, I was less worried about, again, who that was going to be because Sean Payton was going to be there putting the game plan together and working with that quarterback. When you talked about the situation that, that what was going on uh, out on Airline Drive and the purging of the roster last year and losing so many players that were part of this culture, but then to see the culture continue and carry this team this year in one of the toughest years, again, uh, that any NFL team has had to deal with. Where does that come from? Breeze had walked out the door, but the culture was sustained. Well, that came from, from Sean Payton. So the unknown is, is the toughest thing here. You know, it's scary, again, because this culture's been so good here. I mean, can they, can they keep the culture? Is it possible to keep that culture, even if you bring in a Dennis Allen, and you try to keep the, uh, the, the, uh, at least the, the coaching staff intact? Look, everybody has their own way of doing things. And look, we know that Dennis Allen, when he took over for Sean this year, said, I was just trying to be able to do the things that Sean did. Well, that's a whole different deal when you take over. It's, it's your deal then. You can't be, again, the extension of Sean Payton then. You've got to be Dennis Allen or whoever you're going to be. So change is inevitable here. The unknown is, is that change going to catapult this team into a position where we all felt they would be under Payton? Where, again, fix the wide receiver room. Bring in a veteran tight end. Figure out what you're going to do with quarterback. Got to figure out what you're going to do with free safety. Backfill the, the offensive line. And this team is in championship uh, contention once again. We don't know that now. Because the two most important things on a, on a football team are the head coach and the quarterback. And we've lost in two years the greatest at, at those two positions in the history of this organization. So there's some unknown there. Players came to New Orleans to play with Drew Brees, to play under Sean Payton. That's gone now. So it's scary. It is scary, the the next page here. For a guy that's young still. I mean, again, you look at Sean Payton. Yes, we've watched him age right before our very eyes as we've aged right at the same time, right? But the dude is still a young dude. That's why the burnout thing is really, it's, it's real. I mean, it's real. It is what it is. I found it interesting, again, he said that he looked up on, on the Internet last night, again, how to stop from crying 
at a podium. And look, he looked, he teared up a, a bunch of times. And, but uh, he wore that, that bottle of water out. He said, it said, bring the bottle of water with you and take a sip of water when you feel like you're going to cry. He wore that water out today. He talked about, again, his love for Breeze, Mickey Loomis, who he considers one of his best friends, Mrs. Benson, the entire organization. He kept referring to the building, okay, uh, meaning the entire organization. I've always known this, and again, this goes back to Drew Brees and the stories he's told, Peyton as well. You know that, again, that they understood what the Saints meant to the city post-Katrina. And again, it was bigger than football. And they embraced it. As a team, as a culture, they embraced it. They were playing for us. That's what made, again, 2006 so great, okay, to get to the NFC Championship against Chicago. And then ultimately, again, maybe a little bit of a dip, and then coming back in 2009. And that, that 2009 season was unbelievable. And then ultimately, again, the Super Bowl in Miami, at the time, doing live radio with, um, with, with uh, 690. My show was there. And being there in Miami, broadcasting live from, from, the, from the Super Bowl, walking the streets, and seeing, again, the, the Saints fans take over Miami to the point that Indianapolis Colts fans left South Beach. A byproduct, again, of Peyton and Breeze. That prolific offense, which was unstoppable. I mean, just... It, Again, it was shock and awe at times. And then also, uncharted territory for Saints fans. Even in the Mora era, where they were really, really good teams and you had to deal with San Francisco, I don't think you ever felt like, with as great as the Dome Patrol was, as good as Bobby Airbrake was as a quarterback, um, Dalton Hilliard, Eric Martin, and we go down the line, I don't think you ever felt the confidence that you felt during the time that Sean Payton was here, that you were going to win every game. You had a chance to win every game with those two, with Breeze and Payton. We have no idea when that will come around again, if it ever will come around again. The NFL is so competitive. Do you realize that again? This team, the worst record they had under Peyton was 7-9. and nine. I mean, that's the dip. That's the, that, that is the basement. That's the basement. 7-9. and nine. Man, when I was coming up, 7-9 and nine was a high, wa- high water park for this team. Are you kidding me? Me and my friends would be overjoyed if they went 7-9 and nine or 8-8. Eight and eight. Are you kidding me? That was the low water mark during the Peyton era. Have no idea if that can continue. We have no idea. Now, he said it was a personal decision. He said it's time. He says he has no regrets on moving on. He said that he wants to be remembered as a coach that had passion and cared a lot. And he talked about, again, I guess, for lack of a better term, an obituary, right? But, again, leaving the place better than you found it. I think that's, that's something that I think everybody wants to do in life, right? But for a head coach, how hard is that? I mean, coaches are hired to be fired. I always said this. 
you know, and, and I go back to, again, some, some old Hornet coaches when I was covering the Hornets when they first got, got to the city. And Silas um, bought, bought, a, bought a, uh, a brand-new house out in, 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 uh, out in uh, Eastover. And everybody was talking, well, he just bought a new house. I'm like, coaches buy houses and build houses to sell them. Okay? This is not a situation where just because they bought a house, they're going to be here. With the years of Saints players coming to New Orleans and coaches and then living, uh, playing here and then spending the rest of their lives here are few and far between. It's not, the, it's not the 60s and 70s anymore. A lot of these players are transient. Now, some, again, like a Cam Jordan, has made his home here. But even Drew Brees, beloved as he was, he's living in San Diego now. Sean Payton sounds like this is going to be his home. He just talked about moving into another, uh, another, another uh, house. But Jake Glazer said this has been really going on for about the last two months, that, again, he's been contemplating retirement. He even told um, Gail Benson this, and that Gail said, go take a vacation and think on it before you make a decision. And, of course, what Glazer saying yesterday on Dallas Radio, where, again, the reason why he didn't report this was because Sean Payton was changing his mind every two minutes. So I said in the first hour, if you're thinking about retirement, you're probably retired. Now, what every Saints fan, I think, is going to be worried about going forward, even as the page turns on Sean Payton, and even if there's success here in New Orleans with his successor, is to see him coaching on the sidelines for another team. That's tough. And I said, it reminds me a lot of, of the situation with Nick Saban. Resurrects the LSU program. Uh, they're on autopilot. You're figuring LSU's going to win, you know, be in a championship mix every single year with, with Nick Saban. He's the greatest coach in the history of college football, and we got him. And then all of a sudden that Miami plane pulls up in the Baton Rouge airport and everybody's freaking out. And then he goes to Miami. And, of course, in, in, in a roundabout way, turned the fortunes of the New Orleans Saints, right? Breeze doesn't pass the physical. Ultimately, he's forced to come to New Orleans and sign a contract here, kind of like with Peyton. Peyton talked about it today. He's sitting in the hotel, I believe it was on Canal Street, and he keeps waiting and waiting and waiting for the Green Bay Packers to be able to call him and say he's the next head coach of the Green Bay Packers, and then he gets the call saying it's not going to be him. He throws the, 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 the flip phone into the pillow, and he's thinking, well, I, this is where i got to be now. This is it. Uh, uh, New Orleans that is uh, uh, just coming off again, the largest man-made disaster in the history of this country. This is what I got. This is where I got to come to. A a franchise that was in was at maybe its lowest point. That's saying a lot, considering the history of this team. The last thing any of us want to see is him on the Dallas sidelines. Okay, or again, God forbid. With the Atlanta Falcons? Are you kidding me? I would hope it would never happen. But, uh, you know, it's funny. You find a lot of these stories out after the fact, right? Mike Florio wrote about this today in, in, his, in his column. And I, had, I didn't know this story. But in 2019, 
when Anthony Davis made the decision that he was not going to come back to the Pelicans, and again, at that point, Loomis had to figure out again what he was going to do and try to, in terms of trading him or not trading him, ultimately held off on trading him until the following year, and then you know, end up, Griff ended up trading him, that Sean Payton was almost traded to the Dallas Cowboys. Now, I didn't know that. Did you know that? I had no idea, okay? The reason why they called off the trade, according to Mike Florio, is because Gail Benson didn't want to have a situation where Anthony Davis is leaving and then all of a sudden Sean Payton has been traded to the Dallas Cowboys. And then Payton quietly signed that extension, which, again, we didn't know. Nobody talked about an extension for Sean Payton. According to Sportrait, at the beginning of the week, when I, when, when I looked it up, it was last week when Sean Fazan and I were talking last Wednesday, I mentioned that he was in the last year of his deal. And Sean said, well, man, there's, some other, there's, other, um, uh, there's other, other uh, sites out there that maybe have him as an extension that maybe we don't know about. And that was that, again, five-year extension, which, again, he has three more years left on the deal. So even though, again, he's retiring – if ultimately he decides to come back within the life of that deal, there will be compensation that will have to be given to the Saints for Sean Payton. And I've often said, why would he want to go right work for Jerry Jones? Obviously, there's a, an affinity there between him and Jones. But he will never, and I'll say this again, he will never find a place to work in the NFL, another franchise, if he returns to coaching with the type of power and autonomy that he has. But also, more importantly, because, look, some team may say, we want Sean Payton so bad we're going to make him general manager and we're going to make him head coach. And he's got complete autonomy. But he'll never have the unwavering support from ownership that he got here in New Orleans, whether it be Tom Benson, again, ignoring, pretty much telling Roger Goodell to shove it when he wanted him gone after the Viking gate. I mean, Sean Payton was so powerful in this town, the district attorney of Jefferson Parish did not prosecute. The sheriff of Jefferson Parish at that time did not arrest him. The DEA, okay, the U.S. attorney told me personally, okay, that there's no way I'm going after the Super Bowl coach, again, that transformed this, this city around, okay? There's no way I'm going after him. Bulletproof. Bounty Gate, which I still say to this day, was concocted by the, by, by the NFL. Maybe, again, because they couldn't suspend him a Viking Gate because of, they had utilized the, 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 the rebirth of, the, of, the, of the, the city and the Saints and the Super Bowl as, again, this, the uplifting of a city as a PR move for the NFL. And then all of a sudden now you're going to, going to, going to fire a coach for abusing Vicodin? Look, anybody else takes Vicodin out of a medicine cabinet at their work, and I don't care where you are, you're going to jail. He didn't. Neither did Joe Vitt. They were bulletproof. I never believed in Bounty Gate. I still don't today. I think there's probably only just one person that's ha- happy outside of maybe, again, Atlanta Falcon fans. I don't think it's Roger Goodell today. I think that when you saw the situation of, again, how the Saints have been treated since all that went down and the one-year suspension. 
I think you'd have to say there's been some bias against the Saints with Sean Payton as, as head coach. But I've all often said I'll take that bias every day of the week because I don't because again I don't know if there's another coach like Sean Payton out there. Mike Triplett's article last week was telling. Okay. The no calls. I mean that's just no, that's not an accident, ladies and gentlemen. Okay, it's not an accident. You know, to keep the Saints out of out of the playoffs with a Nola no call. The Saints again in a situation where their opponents, the Saints have finished 30th, 31st, and 32nd, and tied with 31st in penalties against their opponents, both accepted and declined since 2018. So not only did Peyton have to overcome everything he had to overcome as a head coach, but he had to overcome officiating as well, and overcome Roger Goodell. So to me, Goodell is probably sitting in New York pretty happy right now because Peyton is gone. That's what he's wanted all along. But I think here in New Orleans, we're sad because we know what Peyton has meant to this franchise and to the city as well. You can't can't discount, again, the psyche of the city and what what Sean Peyton has meant here in uplifting this city. Not, Not just in the aftermath of the storm. But over the last 16 years, it's been a great respite for all of us. And it's over. It's done. And the sad thing is that he leaves with an opportunity, what it seems to be an opportunity to be not that far away from rebuilding it right back here again. And young enough to do it. But the hope is, again, that this is not, this is not Nick Saban part due where maybe a couple of years in the booth and he gets that itch again to get back on the sidelines and then again he's coaching for someone else. You know, the other thing before I go to break here, then we're going to open the phone lines for this last half hour, that I found interesting in what his comments was, that he said that this season wasn't exhausting, it was exciting. Because it looked exhausting to us, right, from the outside looking in. See, I always felt that Sean Payton was a guy that never walked away from a challenge. And that's what surprised me about all this talk about retirement. Wait a minute. You can, you can prove that you can win without Breeze. You can prove now that you can take this team once again, transform it into a Super Bowl winner. Where are you going? But it's done. It's done. One thing he said before I go to break is that, again, he wanted to thank the fans for letting him be their head coach and that he's trusting his gut that this is the time to leave. Maybe he knows more about what he thinks is the future of this team and this roster than than we do. And that he thinks he can be pretty good at TV and he'd like to do it. No matter what, we we owe a great debt of gratitude to Sean Payton for what happened in the aftermath of Katrina, that respite again each and every Sunday to be able to go see Saints games and to be able to, again, them winning the Super Bowl year and then all the years in between in which, again, has brought much joy to Saints fans. Greatest coach in the history of the organization. Very sad to see him go. We'll be right back. Orleans Country, 106.1 Nash Icon.
is once again your home for New Orleans Privateers basketball. Tune in to Jude Young for all the action as UNO takes on top-rated college basketball teams, including local rivals and Southland Conference foes, in their quest to win championships and return to the NCAA tournament. All season long, set sail with the UNO Privateers on New Orleans Country 106.1 Nash Icon. This report is sponsored by Aminotech Biocenters. Did you know blood plasma collected by Aminotech Biocenters is used for several life-saving therapies? And did you know you could earn hundreds of dollars safely donating yours? Go to Aminotech.com or call 985-288-2680. Start earning cash and saving lives. Look out for delays if you're traveling eastbound along the Crescent City Connection from just before Chapatulas to the Camp Street exit. Your delays are solid on the 310 on the southbound side from just before St. Rose to the Donaldsonville exit. Look out for delays on 10 eastbound from just past Elysian Fields to the high rise. And in the meantime, look out for accidents. Dalman at Babylon, also Oleander at General Ogden, and North Galvis at Independence. I'm at Robinson Broadcasting from the Attorney Mike Brandner Traffic Center. On the East Bank and West Bank, from the lake to the Gulf, the men and women of the Jefferson Parish Sheriff's Office keep our parish safe. Some are on the beat, others behind the scenes ensuring the safety of our community. JPSO is now looking for correctional officers and 911 dispatchers. Your community's calling. Answer the call. Visit JPSOjobs.com for the complete benefits package and salary. Bienvenue on Hickory. 467 Hickory Avenue, open seven days a week, offering a creative menu of all your New Orleans favorites. Fresh Louisiana seafood, great sandwiches, soups, salads, daily specials, and a Sunday brunch. Contemporary Creole cuisine, great southern dishes. Check out our menu online at bienvenueharahan.com. Dine indoors or outdoors? Place your order or inquire about catering at 504-305-4792. That's Bienvenue on Hickory, 467 Hickory Avenue in Harahan. Sportsbeat is the place to watch your favorite team. Come check out all the games, including the NBA, college basketball, and baseball on 20 TVs. Open seven days, 11 a.m. to 2 a.m. Happy hour, 11 a.m. to 6 p.m. Great menu featuring two, count them, two steak nights. Wednesday night, 6 p.m. till $10 choice filets. Friday night, 6 p.m. till $10 choice ribeyes. Private room available. Sportsbeat is located at 3330 Ridge Lake at 16th Street behind Wendy's on Causeway. Sportsbeat Pub and Cafe, home of fantastic cocktails, large beer selection, delicious food, friendly staff, and all the sports you can have. If you ever have any problems with your air conditioner heating system, you want someone who will be there to help right away. Take it from me, Eric Asher. When it comes to repair, there's no one I trust more than my friends at Burkhardt Air Conditioning and Heating. Burkhardt provides emergency repairs for any brand of cooling and heating system, and you can call them anytime. The team has years of experience, and they know how to get you up and running fast. So when you need help with your AC or heating system, you want someone who will be there right away. Visit Burkhardt at acpromise.com, acpromise.com, and tell them Eric sent you. Oceana Grill, bourbon at Conti in the French Quarter. Voted top 10 U.S. restaurant for everyday dining by TripAdvisor. Open seven days a week, home in New Orleans' best breakfast. There's something for everyone on our menu. Serving Cajun Creole dishes that will delight for lunch and dinner. Fantastic cocktails that will amaze. Come dine in our authentic French Quarter courtyard. We have five private rooms that can accommodate from 10 to 120 guests for dining or your next event. Oceana Grill is family friendly, but perfect for an incredible dining experience with friends or that special someone. Order online for delivery at Oceanagrill.com. Oceana Grill is the best time off Bourbon Street. Unwind from your daily routine with Vicks Vapo Bath or Vicks Vapo Shower and let those soothing Vicks Vapors help you relax. <sighs> Enjoy a Vicks Vapo moment wherever you choose. Look for Vicks Vapo Bath and Vicks Vapo Shower in a store near you. 
Inside New Orleans, Eric Asher with you until 6 o'clock. Sean Payton retires today after 16 years as head coach of New Orleans Saints. Hey, don't forget about my friends at Burkhardt Air Conditioning and Heating, acpromise.com, acpromise.com, North Shore, South Shore, East Bank, West Bank, whether it's AC, heating system, whether you're looking for that generator for your home, maybe that APCO whole home treatment system, maybe electrical needs as well. Burkhardt is your one-stop shop. Again, a truly a company can trust. And, of course, 15 trucks in the field, 30-minute courtesy call before they come to your home or your business. doesn't matter what type of system or unit you have in your uh, home or your business. Burkhardt's authorized to service it. And, of course, if you're in the market for a new system, ask about their 25% energy reduction guarantee. Also, financing is available. For a company you can truly trust, it's Burkhardt, acpromise.com, acpromise.com. 504-260-1061, 504-260-1061 if you want to jump, jump in the conversation. Um going to be interested to see what happens next now. Um, Mickey Loomis takes on, a, I think, a more prominent role now. I mean, I don't think there's any doubt here. Unless, again, he's going to dictate that to someone like a Jeff Ireland to keep him here. I will say this. I think it's imperative that you hold on to a Jeff Ireland now. Uh, he did wonders in turning around this franchise, okay, and uh, with, with, again, his, his ability to be able to evaluate college players and drafts. Uh, stability within the organization is going to be key. More than likely, even after, again, the opening up of, of, uh, of a search for the next head coach, it'll probably be Dennis Allen. If Dennis Allen chooses to stay here, and I don't know why he wouldn't. He's got a championship defense. If he can hold on to his offensive coaches, which, again, you would think that for the most part he probably will that maybe, again, they can keep the, the, the same offense intact here, try to hold on to the culture that was built by Peyton, instilled by Breeze, and that can continue with the leaders that they have here. And that, again, that a good draft this year, uh, smart with, again, how you're going to deal with free agency, this team will have a chance to be able to get back on top. Now, look, there's been a lot of rumors out there that Tom Brady is going to retire. If that, if that is the case... Well, then that makes the division pretty much wide open at that point. You know, you could talk about the possibility of Atlanta and Carolina coming on. It is what it is. The one thing that, again, that I think all of us are going to miss is the fact that Peyton owned the division, and he owned the Falcons for the most part, okay? Um, we'll see how that kind of plays out. Look, Tampa's still a very, very talented team, even if Brady moves on. You know, and then what are you going to do at quarterback? You know, the one thing that you always had faith in was that Peyton, as the head coach, was going to choose the quarterback that he felt could be the heir apparent to Drew Brees, whether that was going to be a um, a quarterback that um, had some experience or, again, taking someone out of the college ranks and, and grooming them for, for that job. We'll see how that plays out now. 
You know, it's a different mindset. Peyton was a very, very strong voice in that building. And he usually got what he wanted. I mean, he said it today. Yes, him and, and Loomis have had their have butted heads. But pretty much what he wanted, he got. Never as, 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 as did Tom Benson tell him no? Did Gail Benson tell him no? I mean, just, just look at the transformation of, of, the, of, the, of the compound, okay? Now, I remember when they were on Saints Drive, you know, right by Mano's uh, pool boy shop, right? And, uh, you know, going there when, when Jim Moore was coach and, you know, just, you know, you know, even going back to when Hank Stram was there and they were, they were all in trailers, Hank Stram put, what, uh, shag carpeting in his, in, in his office and then Meekum has a fit, ends up being part of the reason why that he fires a guy that maybe could have turned the fortunes around the Saints back then, okay? And then, of course, it was just a continued downward spiral until Tom Benson bought the team, brought in Finks, brought in Mora, and then, of course, that, that, that facility was built. But since that facility was built, Sean Payton put his fingerprints all over it. That's one of the best facilities in all the NFL now. Best facilities in all the NBA right now. And that's, again, you know, the, the forethought and the guidance of Sean Payton. So his, I don't want to say his power, but his aura, what, what, his fingerprints, everything, again, in that, in that building revolved around Sean Payton. And now there's a void. Just like there was a void when Drew Brees walked out the door. Like I talked about in the first half for those that are just tuning in. It had to be tough on Sean Payton this year. You know, you go through 16 years with, with again, Brees as your quarterback, pretty much your partner here, right? And then all of a sudden you're in a situation where Brees is gone. And now you're trying to figure this thing out week to week without Brees. That had to be a void there. And then everything else that went on. I mean, I was, I was surprised when he said today that the season wasn't exhausting. It was exciting. Because to us, on the outside looking in, it looked like he was exhausted. And rightly so after everything that he's gone through. Walked away from a lot of money. You walk away from $11 million a year, that's a lot of money. Now, again, is TV going to pay him that? Maybe, maybe not. Who knows, Okay. Um, it's an arms race in TV right now in terms of trying to get, again, the, the, the right combination of ex-athletes, ex-coaches, and whether they're putting them on, on again, the pregame and postgame show or, or in the booth. So he can make a lot of money there, and obviously, it's again, he, he doesn't have the – he's not chained to the facility. He's not having to, you know, game plan every week. But, you know, he's a coach. He's a teacher. He's talked about that, that for years here in New Orleans. And really one of the – I have to go back to Jim Mora as maybe the first coach that I ever heard say, talked about, again, being a teacher, okay? And it made sense when you looked at what he did in terms of putting his staff together and that players got better in New Orleans. When players cut, got cut by Sean Payton, they went elsewhere and they were coveted because, again, the, the teachers they had in that room. And look, there's going to be opportunities now for this coaching staff and to be able to go elsewhere. And there may be some, 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 some ruffled feathers and hurt feelings if ultimately, again, uh, individuals are not elevated. Like, a, you know, you would think that Pete Carmichael, obviously he's the offensive coordinator, is going to have more. If, if ultimately, let's, say, let's just say it's Dennis Allen. He's going to try to keep this band together here, right? 
you know, Dan Roush has been with, with Peyton all the way back to when they were at, at Illinois, okay? Um, Curtis Johnson was on the first staff here in New Orleans. They go back to when they were at San Diego State, him and Peyton. Ronald Curry is said to be an up-and-coming coach, the quarterback coach, and that he's going to be an offensive coordinator some, uh, at some point. I mean, you go right down the line. Um, defensively, we talked about Dennis Allen. Ryan Nielsen is in demand, okay? Ryan Nielsen as a teacher and as a, uh, as a defensive line coach will be in demand. There will be a team out there that will offer him a defensive coordinator's position at some point. If it's not this year, it will be soon. He's that good. Is he your new defensive coordinator? Well, if he is, what's the situation with Chris Richard, who is supposedly interviewing with the Pittsburgh Steelers for their defensive coordinator position? So there's some really good coaches on this team right now that with the departure of Sean Payton, they may depart as well. And then, of course, there's relationships. As you become a head coach, you have your own, you may like the staff that, that Sean Payton has, but that's Sean Payton's staff. There may be some, some guys that you've worked with that you want on your staff. So there's going to be some change here. There's no doubt about it. There's going to be some change also when you start talking about on, on the team. Well, the first thing you got to figure out is who's going to be the quarterback. Look, I, I wonder... <laughs> And I, I don't know if this is fair to, to, to Jameis Winston, okay? But I wonder, and I said this over the last few, few months, I liked what I saw to Jameis Winston. I think Jameis Winston was taking the next step. You know, I think that, that, that Sean Payton spoon-fed his offense to all of his quarterbacks this year, okay, including Taysom Hill. Uh, and, and he had to because Breeze, look, it was an offense that was – Developed by Sean Payton, and in, but eventually in concert with Drew Brees. And it worked between those two. New quarterback, obviously Winston comes in, he learns in the Brees for a couple seasons, or at least a season. But did he have the confidence that Winston was going to be the guy? Does now Mickey Loomis, who I've said in the past, this is Payton's show, and Peyton has the last word. You got to believe at this point, Mickey Loomis becomes more of, of, of a powerful figure now, even in, in, in this in this organization, than even what he was, where he becomes maybe more the true general manager. Unless he decides at this point to keep Jeff Ireland, I got to make him GM, and maybe the org- they do an organizational shift here, where he becomes the president of, of again operations, both basketball and football operations. Who knows? Not trying to lessen his power here, but ultimately, again, for the good of the football team, he, uh, in, in keeping a guy like Jeff Ireland, he may have to do that. Is he willing to do that? Look, as a cap guy, he's one of the best. And obviously, it was a collaboration between him and Peyton, with Peyton having the last word. But Peyton's not here anymore. It's a change in the guard. There is no guarantee from this point forward that we can look at this, this franchise and say year after year from this point forward that you've got to feel that this is going to be a perennial winner because we don't know. You lose a Hall of Fame quarterback. You lose, you lose a coach that 
Again, he's in the. I think he's 22 all time in terms of wins. Another year in New Orleans would have probably got him to the point where he would have probably been in the top 15, and he probably would have been a shoe in for the Hall of Fame. But let me say this: there's been no coach in the history of the NFL that has taken uh, two separate teams uh, to, to win a Super Bowl. Maybe that's his goal, then. Maybe that's his goal. But there will be change here. There will be change. And the one thing that, again, that I fear as a fan, right, as a fan, put the air quotes up there, take the analysts away, take the talk show host away where I've got to be critical and be honest. The one thing I worry about is there was a culture that was built here, a winning culture. And it was passed down from, again, Saints generation to Saints generation over the last 16 years. Each different team is a different team every year, okay? Even though you got some holdovers from the team before, there's no team that is exactly the same from year to year, no matter what happens. But yet again, the, 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 the one thing that was constant was the culture, a winning culture. And do you sustain that? without having Sean Payton on that sideline, without having Sean Payton in that building. Look, the wrath of Payton is over. One of the things that I loved about, about again, this team and having Payton on the sideline was when you screw it up, and I'd love to see players try to walk away from Payton try to, when they're coming to the sideline, trying to get as far away from Sean as they can because they didn't want the wrath of Payton on the sidelines. They didn't want to go ballistic on him, right? That wrath of Payton is gone. What's the changing of the guard here? And it's an unknown. It's an unknown. Now, we'll say this for the NFL. Screw you, okay? Straight up. You have been unfair to this team and to this franchise and to that coach since Bounty Gate. Okay? And, and now the statistics are out there to prove it. When you talk about the calls that went against the New Orleans Saints. The chances, and look, I know they had opportunities to be able to win the Los Angeles game. They had the chance to win the Minnesota game, even though again that game went into overtime. You had the push off, and then, of course, no call. Too many of those calls going against this team during the Peyton era. Too many for it to be a coincidence. And again, when Mike Triplett's article came out this last week, and it, and it, and it confirmed it, because as a fan, or even as an analyst, you, you look, I've often said on, 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 when I got behind a mic, you can't blame the officials, okay? But now you can look at the stats and say, yes, you can blame the officials. I never felt like the Saints got a fair shake under Peyton when they had to go to New York for a call. And I don't think most Saints fans felt this. I think most Saints fans felt the same way. So I don't think that, again, that Sean Payton, after, again, the Vicodin situation, then the, again, the bounty gate, that he ever got a fair shake from the NFL from that point forward. Now, maybe at his next stop he will. Maybe it was the defiance of Mr. Benson. Mrs. Benson saying, I'm not firing my guy. Well, we saw Oakland crumble this, this year, right? Oakland did exactly what, I mean, I'm sorry, Oakland. Las Vegas did exactly what they were told to do, pretty much. But it's an end of an era and something that I think we can celebrate. I mean, I remember the good times. I remember that, that, that parade after the Super Bowl. 
you you know you remember the good times with Peyton and unfortunately for the fan base here in New Orleans for a guy that still is young and still has a lot of coaching ahead of him it won't be with that fleur de league on his chest so when i say that today is a tough day and one of the toughest days not just in the history of the franchise because there have been some tough days. There have been some tough days in the history of the New Orleans Saints franchise, right? This is one of the toughest days in the history of the city. Because of what Sean Payton did for this team, what he did for this city, and the transformation of, of the beloved franchise from a losing franchise to a winning franchise and what it meant for the city. And what it meant to, again, so many of us who have followed this team since 1966 and that have lived through the losing, lived through the leanest of years. And almost a little deja vu, too, because there was I, I get the same feeling I got when Moore left. I mean, it was like when Jim Moore resigned, it was like, oh, my gosh, what's going to happen now? And then we had the three-headed monster, and things went into the toilet, and they were in a downspin. Yes, Hassel got him back up a little bit, but it wasn't until Peyton walked to the door when things changed. We don't know what's behind that door the next time around. But we do wish him well. We wish him the best. We hope that ultimately, again, he has a great career in TV. And we do not want to see him on the sidelines on another NFL, with another NFL team. We just don't. Selfishly, we do not. He's our coach. Won't be long till this name will be in the ring of honor. And hopefully, based on what he's done here in New Orleans, he'll be in the Hall of Fame as head coach because he is deserving. No doubt he'll be a first ballot Saints Hall of Famer. But we thank him for the memories. 152 wins. A lot of great times here in New Orleans with Sean Payton as head coach and Drew Brees as the quarterback. Both of those guys are gone. The era is over. Tomorrow's another day. Today, tough day, no doubt. Don't forget about my friends at Southern Tire, Hickory and Airline in Metairie. If you're looking for the best deals on tires in, in the metropolitan area, you got to go to Southern Tire, Hickory and Airline in Metairie. Of course, when it comes to your vehicle and if you have some issues with the vehicle, uh, their mechanic shop, second to none. ASC certified technician, same diagnostic equipment you get at the dealership. But more importantly, a company you can trust with your vehicle. I've said it over and over again. You don't stay around New Orleans and, and be in business since 1972 unless you're treating your customers right. Owned by the Piazza family since 1972, Southern Tire, Hickory and Airline in Metairie. Uh, open Monday through Friday from Monday through, Monday through Friday from 8 to 6, Saturday from 8 to 3, 504-737-1558. Southern Tire, Hickory and Airline in Metairie. We'll be right back. Hi, Eric Ashwood, celebrity chef Scott Craig of Katie. Scott, you have to be excited about Katie's expanded second floor seating and private dining rooms. Yeah, but how about my vast local sports knowledge? You know sports, but shouldn't we be talking about your award-winning Sunday brunch? I'd rather talk about the Saints and the Pels. How about your award-winning pizza or daily specials? How about them Saints? I admit you have a great take on local sports, but what about Katie's award-winning menu? Okay, folks, I invite you to dine at Katie's. Eric and I don't have to brag about the food at Katie's. The food speaks for itself. Katie's open seven days a week in the heart of Mid-City at 3701 Opelie. 
Southern Tire, family-owned and operated since 1972. Southern Tire is your one-stop shop for quality auto repairs and the best deals on tires. We offer a large selection of tires that will fit your budget no matter what you drive. In the market for a new set of wheels at Southern Tire, we are your wheel experts. Choose from our large selection of wheels and tires up to 30 inches. Financing available. Hickory and Airline in Mentory open Monday through Friday from 8 a.m. till 6 p.m. Saturday from 8 a.m. till 3 p.m. Give us a call now at 504-737-1558 to schedule an appointment or go to southerntire.com and check out all the services we provide to our customers. I'm here with my good friend Mike Delahousie of the TikTok Cafe. What'd you say to Eric? Hey, did I ever tell you have like the perfect face for radio? No, Mike. Did I ever tell you that you have the perfect 24-hour diner? Hey, bud. No, as a matter of fact, you haven't. That's because you don't. Come on, man. You know that ain't nice. And uh, neither is your help. Oh, man. And why do you eat here so often? Well, my wife says that I'm a glutton for punishment. The TikTok Cafe, where the video poker is always hot, 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 Causeway and I-10, better known as the intersection of E. coli and salmonella. Dave Miet Insurance is a full-service independent insurance agency since 1958, offering auto, home, life, health, business, and commercial policies, serving the East Bank, West Bank, North Shore, South Shore, and River Parishes. Dave Miet Insurance is your one-stop insurance specialist. Call, click, or come in for a quote today at 504-556-0809 or DaveMietInsAgency.com. Trust is what Burkhardt Air Conditioning and Heating is all about. Take it from me, Eric Asher. If you have any problems with your heating system, you can trust Burkhardt to be there right away and get you back up and running. And if you know you need to replace that heating system this year, you can trust Burkhardt to treat you with respect and get the job done right. And you can always trust Burkhardt to give you a fair price. For heating this year, trust Burkhardt. Visit acpromise.com. That's acpromise.com. And tell them Eric sent you. It's a brand new year, and there has never been a better time to buy the Harley-Davidson of your dreams. Zydeco Harley in Houma, Louisiana has over 100 Harleys available and is part of the largest Harley-Davidson dealer group in Louisiana with three stores and growing, 100% Louisiana-owned and operated. Zydeco Harley is now offering Warranty Forever. That's right. Warranty Forever is a powertrain warranty that covers all the internally lubricated parts for as long as you own the motorcycle and available on any new or used Harley-Davidson 2017 model or newer. And, of course, you have to do all the manufacturer's required maintenance and services at the right intervals to keep the coverage in force. Zydeco state-of-the-art service center is available to take care of all those maintenance needs as well style and performance upgrades. This month at Zydeco Harley receive 15% off any stage one through four performance upgrade. Our motor clothes department has added over 100,000 of the newest riding gear, helmets, gloves, boots, and Oakley eyewear to our showroom. Follow us on Facebook and online at ZydecoHD.com. Take the ride down the bayou. Zydeco Harley-Davidson in Houma, Louisiana. Tired of the same old daily routine? Are you in the market for a new job? We can help. Cumulus Media is holding a virtual job fair starting February 1st. We have a variety of open positions at Los Efes Grill, GT Automotive, Silver Slipper Casino, Priority Healthcare, Antoine's Bakery, and many more. To see and apply for all open positions, simply go to NashFM1061.com and click on the Cumulus Job Fair. Welcome back to Inside New Orleans as we wrap it up here on this Tuesday, the day of, uh, uh, what is it, the 25th day of January 2022, the day that Sean Payton retires from the New Orleans Saints. 
Uh, just want to thank Rudy back at studio. Want to thank you guys for tuning in. If you missed any of today's program, you can check out the uh, podcast on the Anchor Podcasting pl- uh, platform. Again, one of your uh, favorite podcasting platforms. It'll be up about 20 minutes after the program. Jude Young takes over for me for the next hour. He'll give you his take on the Peyton era. I guess as we, we, we as we go, we thank Sean Payton for the years. And uh, hopefully, sustained and winning will continue with the next era of Saints football. It's been a blast, New Orleans. Catch the Three Tailgaters show with Ken Trahan and Ed Daniels on Saturday mornings from 10 to noon on 1061 Nash Icon, WRKN, Picayune.